Jordan Victor Carvalho was a 30-year-old from Golden Valley, Arizona. He was a quiet guy who was close to his brother. Just after sunrise on September 1st, 2019, Jordan's grandmother saw him walk away from their home. He liked to go into the desert once in a while. Jordan never returned. He was never seen again. I'm Ed Denzel, and this is Unfound. If you follow my personal account on Facebook, you know I made a big deal about the Sundance Channel starting 2022 by running a Colombo Marathon. Ah, now you know where you've heard the title of this episode before. I guess I'm showing my age by saying that I've been a huge fan of the show since I first saw it in the late 70s. Although I have to say, the quality of the Colombo episodes dropped off in the early 90s. But Peter Falk and his character are more than just entertainment to me. I've found inspiration from the plots in the work I do for Unfound. In fact, in both presentations I've done at universities so far, I've mentioned the slovenly detective with his raincoat and cigar. Why? because I believe investigators in the 21st century have gotten too caught up in the science, to the point that they have no skills in reasoning and using their own five senses. Columbo is the opposite of that. And after 235 disappearances, it's clear to me we need more less scientific types if more missing persons cases are going to get solved. Why? because there usually isn't any science to analyze. Well, in the disappearance of Jordan Carvalho, I hope all of you will find inspiration from Columbo. Because just when you think you have this disappearance figured out, there will be just one more thing. And now a summary of the case. This is brought to you by my friend Megan Lyonez's website, Charlie Project. Dot org. Jordan Carvalho was not just a quiet kid, but grew up to be a quiet man in California. He liked to listen much more than talk. Jordan was close to his brother, moving with him to the state of Washington when the brother joined the Air Force. And despite Jordan's shyness, he had no problem with the opposite sex, having girlfriends in California. Washington, and Arizona while he lived in those areas. However, the girlfriend in Washington caused Jordan anxiety. He believed she had a child that was his, and he wasn't allowed to see the baby. So, come September 1st, 2019, Jordan had been living with his mother and grandparents in Golden Valley, Arizona, since the previous year. He held a variety of jobs and seemed fine, 
except for the aforementioned problem with the ex-girlfriend. On this day, Jordan took his backpack and left the house to go for a walk. This wasn't unusual. He loved to hike in the surrounding mountains, sometimes being gone for days. Yet Jordan didn't return this time. He was never seen again. A search of the area yielded nothing, and no witnesses ever came forward to say they saw Jordan that day. However, almost a year later, Jordan's backpack was found on ranching land, although the exact location is still unknown to the public. This is the first disappearance of a man Unfound has covered in a while. That's just how things work out sometimes. In addition, Jordan's case seems to be like many male ones we've covered over the past five years. But, like always, I ask that you reserve judgment until the very end and try to answer these three questions. Number one, if Jordan's backpack was out there the whole time, why wasn't it seen sooner? Number two, how does Jordan leaving with his phone and ID affect your opinion on this disappearance? And number three, how are we to explain a text that came from Jordan's missing phone a year after he went missing? Jordan's family is open to all possibilities and theories. The guest for this episode is Jordan's mother, Anita Stevens. Unfound News. Happy New Year. On New Year's Eve, I released the latest episode of Unfound Now on our YouTube channel. The missing person, Heidi Plank. Yes, her. If you haven't watched it yet, please do so and give the video a thumbs up. Next, looking back at 2021, and even though you know I don't pay attention too much to the numbers, it was a huge year for Unfound. Downloads, shares, likes, views, etc. Increased substantially thanks to all of you. I hope we can continue the trend in 2022. Finally, the new true crime TV show Murder Under the Friday Night Lights will be airing its Tom Brown episode on January 11th. It will play on the Discovery Plus channel. A certain podcast host provided the production company with a lot of relevant information. <clears throat> Where you can find Unfound. Unfound supports accounts on iTunes, Pandora, Audible, Podomatic, Spotify, iHeart, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Deezer, and YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, please join us for the Unfound live show. Watch, ask questions, and give the show a thumbs up. Contribute to Unfound at patreon.com forward slash unfoundpodcast. You can also contribute to PayPal paypal.me forward slash unfound podcast. I also need to give a huge shout out to all the people who have monetarily contributed using Super Chat during the live show on Wednesday nights. Thank you for watching and thank you for donating. The email address unfoundpodcast at gmail.com 
merchandise. The books at Amazon.com in both ebook and print form. Do not forget the reviews. Shirts at unfound-podcast.myshopify.com or you can track down my assistant Heather in the Facebook group. Playing cards at makeplayingcards.com forward slash sell forward slash unfoundpodcast. The website, theunfoundpodcast.com. And please mention unfound at all true crime websites and forums. Thank you. I'm so happy to have on this episode of Unfound the mother of Jordan Carvalho, Anita Stevens. Anita, welcome to Unfound. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. I'm so thankful. Well, you're very welcome. And the listeners should know uh, we're going to be talking about um, a, a, a little town in Arizona that I know very well. I've been there through there many times for work going back uh, to the mid-2000s. So... Uh, Anita, it's good to have somebody on from that area to talk about a disappearance there. I'm hoping we can help you out. Definitely. This place, just not me, but there's a lot of insane people here. That's, uh, uh, I know, and uh, as the listeners know, right down the road is Kingman, and we covered a disappearance from Kingman, Tyler Stice, back in 2017, so I am familiar with disappearances from that area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk first a little bit about your family. Of course, we're going to be talking about Jordan uh, today, but do you have any other children besides Jordan? Yes, he has a brother and he has a sister. Okay. And and how did uh, all of them uh, get along growing up, raising them, and where does Jordan fall in that line? Um, Jordan was the firstborn, and Anthony was born one year and four days after him. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and then what about so your they, daughter? My daughter came three days, I mean, three years after that. Oh. And um, they're all growing. Uh-huh. They were lovely family. I, think I had the best kids. <laughs> okay. So all Jordan right. Was a, Jordan was a little shy, but other than that, oh, okay. I can't How did your two sons feel about having birthdays so close together? Oh, all three of them were born in June. Oh, my. Wow. What's up with that, Anita? I don't know. September. I hide from September. Okay. All right. Well, okay. So uh, they had no problem with that, celebrating uh, birthdays so close together. You know, uh, they love, you know, kids love to get their attention on that day. I know, but we kept them innocent. Like, we just made a birthday cake on their day, Mm. and it wasn't until they grew up later, like, Hey, they're getting presents and having parties. That's the only way to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> okay. Hey, I, hey, and today I'm 51. I still like Chuck E. Cheese. So, I know. <laughs> okay. I used to work there. Oh, you did? I didn't know that. You never told me that. Okay. Oh, my God. All right, so you have uh, three children. And where were they born? Where did they all get raised? Of course, we're talking about Golden Valley, Arizona today. But uh, where did you raise them? Where were they born? Did uh, different... Area of the United States or where? I'm where I'm from Rialto, California. Their father's from Colton, California, mm-hmm. and it's all Southern California, and um, that's where we stayed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anthony in the Air Force, you know, in California. My daughter's the only one in that's back east. I don't mm-hmm. know Tennessee. I don't know if that's the mid mid country. Okay. All right. But, yeah. A lot of big family. Uh, everything was 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you would say, in your opinion, that they were raised in California? That's where you had them and, and had them? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, of course, we know that they're very close in age. How was it then that uh, you ended up, and at least Jordan ended up in, uh, and I, we're going to get into Jordan maybe being in another state, but how did you end up then in Arizona? Um, it was um, when my, well, okay, their father didn't want to live with me anymore because I was really young and he was really old, and he finally left me. So that's when it kind of, like, went through. I mean, I stuck in there as long as I could yeah. with the three children and myself, but the parents, his parents were really involved, and it takes a family mm -hmm. to raise children, sure. and I wasn't really prepared. I'm not the best. I should have never been a parent, probably, but mm. I have three decent kids, so yeah. I did something right. Right. Right, so you uh, two decided to split up, and then you went to Arizona? Yeah, the kids stayed, um, the kids stayed with the, his parents, and oh. um, they brought him up. But we were all still involved, and I moved oh. to Arizona like five years after that. I've been here like 20 years now. All right, so you moved there around 2001, 2002. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right, okay, so we, we've determined that uh, you have these children. Unfortunately, you and their father broke up, very unfortunately. You go back to Arizona, and, and that is where you are today. And, and of course, um, we're going to be talking about your parents uh, involved in this a little bit, too, because you live with them, correct? Absolutely, I live with my mother. Okay, let's now move on to uh, Jordan. How did he feel about... Uh, being the oldest, uh, you've already stated that he was a little shy. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your son raising him, him becoming a young man, school, things like that. Why don't you tell the listeners about that? Oh, he was the cutest thing. <laughs> oh, he was so shy. He was so shy. And thank God I had the second one real soon because he needed him. And mm -hmm. it was a joy to watch them be like so into each other. Like they never knew. Mm -hmm. And um, they never knew that they were missing each other until they were together. And yeah. um, they grew up like that. And then I had the girl three years later, and mm -hmm. she's still a girl, but she's kind of like a, a guy, like tomboyish, because she has two brothers. Uh -huh. They're all close, but Carvalho, they're very close-knit family in Colton, California, and um, good support, good, mm -hmm. good, good moral things, but... I mean, my kids were, my, Jordan especially was really mad. He was hurt that he said I should have took him oh. when I left. Oh, yeah. And I go, I, if I would have took you, I had to, I would have, if I could go back, I would have done it so much differently and mm. never left. But however, they, yeah. they got the right, they had everything. They, they were taught right. They were had structure. They were in sports. And I could have never done that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it was an agreement, an arrangement. I was, you know, I came for visits. They mm -hmm. call. I talked to them all the time. But when they grew up, <laughs> then they grew up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, Anthony went to the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And that's how Gordon ended up in Washington with his brother. Right. Okay. Seattle. Okay, I want to get into that in a second. I want to talk a little bit about, more about uh, Jordan's shyness. 
Where do you think he got that from? Do you think that was genetic or an environmental thing? What do you think? I don't think so because I am not. I don't have a shy bone in my body. I can tell. And I, I could. Um, <laughs> and his dad, maybe his dad, maybe. I mean, he, he wasn't shy either, but mm-hmm. he, he smoked a lot of weed. Okay. <laughs> marijuana. So I mean, maybe, maybe he mm-hmm. had to do that to make himself, you know, okay. Okay. Growing up. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know. See, okay. I don't know. Maybe two, two positives made a. Negative. It could be. Uh, both you and your <laughs> husband are outgoing, and then you have at least one child that's kind of introverted. Uh, well, yeah, totally introverted. Okay. I mean, now looking back, maybe I thought maybe maybe a little touch of autism, but mm. not. I mean, wow. he grew. He passed all his school, and he was yeah. just super shy. Okay. And, well, let me let me ask you a little bit about that. Being, um, you know, I'm just doing this in my head. So around 2001, you go to Arizona. So you would have been approximately 10 years old, something like that. <laughs> Jordan would have been. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He would have. I was, yeah. He was about 10, and um, mm-hmm. uh, it was. I just know that without him having his brother. Yeah. He really depended on that relationship to get him through. Okay. But I know, I'll, I'll stop at that, because oh. I know what, once we get to the girlfriend's, the girlfriend situation in his life, it was, they were all not good. Okay, we'll get it, we'll certainly get into that. Um, so he graduated, so did he play sports in high school? Did he graduate from high school? Was that in California? That was in, uh... It was Colton where he mm-hmm. was in junior high, but then he moved with his aunt in San Diego to finish off high school. Oh, okay. And that's when he was on his own, but he got a little girlfriend, first mm-hmm. girlfriend, and he was almost going to graduate. And then they, the family was making too big of a deal for him to deal with, so he dropped out 10 credits short. Oh, my. And just, just didn't show up and okay. left, I didn't tell anyone what was happening. Okay. So right then, you know, that's something like, oh. Yeah. I mean, you could have just said, no, Mom, no, Grandpa, no, Grandma. Like, but yeah. I guess he can't find the words. Talking yeah. to him and getting him words out of his mouth are like, do you think that he was just like that around you? or I mean, obviously he had a girlfriend. I mean, obviously he could talk. Women do like to date men who can talk. Uh, was this, um, you know, was this just something he was shy around just, you know, his family? Or was it, do you think he was a different person around his friends and women? What do you think? No, I think he was uh, shy around all of them. Huh. And didn't know how to communicate. Uh. Because the girlfriends that I know about are ended up all the same huh. and they were frustra- frustrated and that he was like mad mm-hmm. and they basically all have restraining orders against him at one time or another. Okay. All right. So he doesn't, um, doesn't quite graduate high school, correct? Right. Okay. He and- makes it up. He does make it. He goes back and makes it up. Okay, so did he get, uh, so you told me that eventually, though, I, I guess his younger brother, Anthony, did graduate high school, and they went to to the state of Washington? Yes, sir. 
Okay, and when was that approximately? What year, if you could just pick that out an was, approximate year? Uh, 2000 and... Oh, gosh. Uh, Take your time. I don't know. Um, 18... 2000... I don't even know, 18? No. No, 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 no. 15, 14, no, 12, okay. Because <laughs> um, it was when they were 18, you were born in 1989, and uh -huh. uh, so 2020. No, 2010. Yeah, 2010. 2010. Okay, we'll go, we'll go with that. Just an approximate idea for the listeners. I just want to make sure people understand what was going on in, in Jordan's Definitely. life. Because we need to get to Washington and him, um, you know, with this woman up there. Because I think that's yeah. going to play a major part. All right. <laughs> so, uh, approximately in what year? 2010? About that. Okay, so Anthony and uh, Jordan go to, to Washington because Anthony's well, in Anthony the Air Force. Anthony graduates. No, they're still in California, and you know, until they both graduate, Jordan's working and doing whatever, and um, Anthony's finishing at high school, and then he goes right after high school to into the Air Force, right after. Okay. And Jordan, then again, Jordan was trying. You know, he didn't. He didn't get through. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He tried to. But, okay. Um. But he always followed his brother, basically. But he, his brother got married, got got in the Air Force, got married, had kids, mm -hmm. moved to Washington and had kids. Wow. And Jordan was right there with him. Okay. Would you say that Anthony was kind of supporting Jordan, or was Jordan? did Jordan have his own job and, and going on at the time, yeah. or what? Definitely. Jordan had his own apartment, his own job, his own oh, money, okay. his own life. I mean, there were times when they did live together because, mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason, but that never worked out either, either, yeah. because Jordan's a jerk <laughs> when uh, he gets a little jerky and his mm. wife was still there, yeah. you know, and they were, it just didn't work out. After I can that, understand that. Against the law at one time. Okay. Well, I lived with one of my brothers for a little while, so I know how that can be. And I also lived with one of my best friends of all time. He's still one of my very best friends. And he was married, and I, I know how that can be too. So I, I know how uh, Jordan was feeling probably at the times. Yeah, you know, so uh, I get it. All right, So he, but he was uh, li you know, living there in, in the state of Washington. Uh, Anthony's there. He gets married, has kids. And so... Let's move up to this. He did meet uh, a woman up there. Uh, you know, if, we'll just use her first name if you know her first name. And and was this uh, another another girlfriend that he had? Yeah, I don't even know. So okay. I was I was in Washington also when the first baby was born. So all three of us wow. were in in Washington for two wow. years. Okay. Wow. Two years. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was good. And he had another girlfriend at that time. Mm hmm. Seemed to be normal, seemed to be okay. But mm. again, she's like, why doesn't he say anything? Why doesn't he talk? I'm like, he's shy, mm. I don't know. And here it is, <laughs> and you have to get used to it. Yeah. Find someone else. I yeah, I, 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 I'm sure the, the, the male listeners in this audience are figuring, how could he meet women if he doesn't talk that much? We should all be so well, fortunate. I studied really 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that certainly helps. Okay. Gotcha. All right. All right. So this this particular woman that we're going to be talking about a little later, did you ever meet her? If you don't know her name, no. that's fine. But did you ever meet her while you were there? Yeah. No. Okay. I never knew her. I I didn't know what. I knew that Anthony moved out of Washington mm-hmm. and that he was there by himself with a girlfriend. Okay. And Jordan's very, here's another thing about Jordan, Jordan's very secretive, very, um, he doesn't tell people what his, what he's doing with mm-hmm. who, or doesn't tell, mm-hmm. you know, his friends. He, he doesn't even say things out loud because of the government. Okay. <laughs> don't say that, like that. Okay. So he's got a little issue, many issues, but uh, that was just Jordan. He's a very mm-hmm. quiet person, too. Okay. All right, so then he is in Washington for a time by himself with this woman. And then what brought about him uh, moving down to live with you in Golden Valley, Arizona? Well, how did that happen? Well, um, I did not know. And he called me uh, very upset and told me that he's been living with Anthony's middle I'm here with this lady, this girlfriend, and she's pregnant, Mom. And oh. now she just kicked me out. We just found out she was pregnant a week or so ago, and then she kicked him out. Huh. And um, I go, well, where are you living? He goes, he's living in his car. And I go, well, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I don't, uh, obviously she's kicking me out for a reason. Maybe it wasn't even yours. Maybe she's not even pregnant. No, she's pregnant. I went with her. I know she is, and I know it's mine. Because wow. he just knows it. If he won't, you know, it's hopeful. And so, um, uh, a couple of days later, like a day or two later, he called me up, really crying. He never cries. He never cries ever. And he's like, Mom, he stole my truck. They, she had the car, truck's gone, stolen while he was at work, and torched. Why did she do that? I don't know. I mean, she was, she was a stripper with a drug habit. Okay. But I'm not judging anybody for anything. Mm-hmm. But obviously there was something wrong with, I mean, you don't just say get pregnant and then kick the person out that you think you got pregnant from. And I don't know. She had the reason. I didn't know her. And so mm-hmm. I had to get him all the way from there mm-hmm. to here. He got kicked off the buses. He wasn't complying. It was winter. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. I, I was like, I mean, I couldn't just, if I could have just went over there and got him and took him home, yep. sure, but, you know, life isn't always like that. That's right. You have your own life to live. I'm sure you had a job, and Arizona is not close to Washington. <laughs> no, it's You know, not. a lot of, no, it's not. So, what approximately, what year was this? What time of year? You said it was cold, so I guess it was the winter of what year? It was winter of 2018. All right, so... Uh, okay, so not that long ago. Of course, this is a very new disappearance for the listeners. We know she disappeared in 2019. So he has this girlfriend. She sounds kind of shady. He's at work. Um, probably would not be the first wife or girlfriend who got mad at her boyfriend or whoever and took his truck uh, and did something like that. Were there any charges or anything filed against her for doing this to this truck? Well, no, because he didn't prove it with her. And they mm-hmm. did recover. They, they did recover the truck mm-hmm. later after he was here already. 
So, oh. Okay. Um, but everything, all his belongings, everything, anything and everything. And that's yeah. tough. For yeah. Everything. All right. So, all, it, all right. So she's telling, she, he believes she's pregnant, but then they have this falling out over this. And because of that, uh, you got him to come live with you in Golden Valley, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. When he gets there, once again, you stated it was the winter of 2018. Um, living with him for the first time, maybe in a long time, uh, what did you uh, assess of your son? How did you get along? You, of course, lived with your parents. How did he get along with your, your parents? How were things once he moved in? Well, my mom was happy as clams. I bet. Because I mean, that's her first grandson. Sure. Oh, everything's great. And Put some meat on your bones. Yeah. Right. So he did. He got over it. Uh, if I can ask, if I can ask, um, how much correspondence do you believe he had with her once he moved to Arizona? Did they, you know, I know he had a Facebook account. Did they go and do anything back and forth? Did they text each other, call each other? Were you even privy to any of that? Yeah. No. Um, Jordan is very secretive. He doesn't mm-hmm. want me to know. He doesn't want anybody knowing about his business. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, unless he, like, asked me, or I don't try, like, I said, I know it's just going to bother him, so unless, I let him come to me. But he did, I did, he said, Mom, can you call her? She's probably not going to ask, can you leave a message? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. So I did, and she didn't answer, and she never responded. So I know that he was in contact with her. And mm-hmm. I know that when he left here, 
I was sure he was going there, but he knew it. I didn't. Okay, you're talking about the day he disappeared. You believe that right. he was headed that that direction? Well, of course. I mean, as soon as okay. I think he was born, that's what that's the only thing he talked about for the last mm -hmm. eight months. You okay. know, and um, it, that month came and went, and he was still here. And I'm like, mm. okay, let's we'll get into that in a moment. But while he's, you said, uh, you know, he's in um, Golden Valley, Arizona, and the listeners should know I'm going to be doing a video. Um, on YouTube for this so people can see Golden Valley, Arizona. We're going to be talking about some other things that I think the listeners really need to know about that area and like kind of diagram it for everybody. But Golden Valley, Arizona, Golden Valley, Arizona is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, a little tough to have a, a social life even if he is, doesn't talk that much, if he is maybe a little introverted. But I mean, that even makes it maybe a little worse being in an area like that. But he did have some jobs. Um, but you had told me maybe that, you know, if he had kind of gotten over this, that he'd maybe met a woman from, like, Laughlin or Bullhead yep. City, somewhere like that. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yes, sir. Well, we were unaware. You know, we didn't we didn't know until he called and said, can you pick me up in Bullhead? And mm -hmm. I did that twice. He would go, he'd be gone for a couple of days or a week, but he would always call and say, hey, can you come pick me up over here? I'm here. And um, that didn't last very long, though. You said he would be. Oh, so he would be gone for days at a time. You wouldn't know where he, he was. Would be gone for days at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And then we figured it out. Like, oh, because mm -hmm. he, he didn't tell us. He didn't say anything. He's very rude and very um, selfish. Okay. To not let people, to let people worry about him. Right. And not know. Like, yeah. You know, you can't change people. So. Okay. Uh, do you have any idea, being that, once again, you've portrayed him as being very quiet, etc., do you even know how he met this woman in Bullhead City, which I guess is close to uh, Golden Valley, but not, it's not walking distance. Do you even know how those two met? She met her on the internet, and she's oh. a local person here from Peach Springs, mm -hmm. the, the, the American Indian um, uh, native. Oh. Um, so she was native. She lived in. She just had got an apartment, and she worked in Laughlin. Mm -hmm. And um, that's all I know. Okay. All right. But she never. He never brought her over to your house or anything. No way. Okay. I mean, it, it, it is as soon as it started. I think. Okay. Like, no more than like two weeks or a month max. Okay. Uh, you also told me, and this is of course going to be a topic when we get to the actual disappearance date. That he liked to go hiking. He would go up into the mountains around uh, Kingman and Golden Valley, Arizona area. Did he like to do that? How often did he do that? Oh, often. I mean, he he loves the heat. He likes to. He he doesn't. He gets bored and he will take himself and walk straight to the ninety three that we live mm, off. Yeah. And just walk over and go climb the highest mountain. And he'll be gone for the whole day. He'll be oh. back, though. I don't think he's ever spent the night there, but he, mm. he went there, like, at least twice a week. So he would tell um, you that he was there? Yes. Okay. Do yeah. you think he, uh, when he would go do this, do you think he planned accordingly, like taking water and food and, and things like uh, that? He knew what he was doing, planning it all out? Yes, I'm, I'm sure. Okay. I mean, he's, he's kind of like one of those, 
people that um, <clears throat> would know what to do mm-hmm. to survive. Okay. I mean, he's a man, too. You know? mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so you like to go hiking, as some of my friends do. I'm yeah. not much of a hiker myself, but I, some of my friends are really... Hiking is good once you know how to do it. Yeah. Without falling down in a sticker bush. Yeah, it can be dangerous if you don't prepare accordingly, but if you're yeah. telling me that he used to go into the mountains... Uh, in that area, and then come back, he must have kind of known what he was doing, because it, if you didn't know what you were doing, it'd be very easy to yeah. get dehydrated, etc., etc. Okay. Um, while he was living with you, you have to remember, he came to, vi- to live with you, I'm going to, you know, the winter of 2018, so he was living with you for not quite a year before he went missing. Anything that you saw uh, regarding him that worried you, Bega- of course, besides this woman, we'll get back to that, but... Anything else, any, you know, mental issues, anything like that? Yes, yes. Um, I swear it was like uh, he went in a religious direction through my mom and stuff for a minute. Then he went through uh, a friend of mine that he just really, like, got along with Mm -hmm. her direction, and she she does drugs. And, And he... Was So he he got paranoid, yep. little little bit delusional. We went through that for like two months. <sighs> we went through. I think we went through every little. You know how they have the grief. Um, yeah. Stages. We went through yeah. every stage yeah. with him. Yeah. And, and I know about stages of grief. Sure. Sure. Okay. So he's doing some things. He's working. He's living with you and his grandparents. Of course, they're loving having him here. He, he has this girlfriend for a hot minute over in Laughlin, but that doesn't work out. He's going, he's hiking, but he's also struggling, it seems, with some, you know, possible mental issues, maybe brought on by something, maybe brought on by drugs. But, uh, you know, I have to ask you, it, you know, at the time before his disappearance, you know, how worried were you about him? Well, I mean, okay, so after a minute, after that, I got a job out of town, and I was working four days away and three days here. Okay. And so I was, that started in June, and it lasted until September. And uh, mm-hmm. I was taking care of a elderly friend that was dying, literally. Mm-hmm. And okay. I spent her last summer with her. And um, I felt that that was a very important, you know, where... I should have. I should have left. I feel like my my other son told me, "Mom, maybe this is this is your chance to get. You know, you're the one that could get Jordan on the right track." Yeah. And I just I just heard that. I went, "Oh, come on, me? <laughs> you can't put that on me." <laughs> I, I what the heck? Because me and Jordan are a lot alike. We don't we. Mm-hmm. 
We barely speak. We have different, we've always had a little trouble. Okay. I, I just said he doesn't like me. Like, mm. He doesn't like me, Mom. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like you either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, but would you say that you were necessarily worried about him? You know, he's, of course, 30 years old. He's living with you. He's trying to get back on his feet after coming down there from Washington. You know, were you concerned about him, or you were thinking, you know what, I think, you know, things are going to be okay? Well, I was thinking I was concerned because he was, like, bouncing from one thing to the next thing to another thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and um, oh, gosh, how did I do this? Um, but I wasn't, he's an adult, and I was yeah. here, and so I, and he's not like, I come home and he's like, Mom, let's talk, you know, I would love to, I would have done that any time, but he's not, he's not going to do that, so I, me and him are too much alike to, like, bother each other, mm. but when, um, mm. what was it, what happened, I came back, oh, you he had a plan to go to his parents' house, his grandparents' house in Colton. And he was looking a little to a doubt. And I'm like, son, you're not going to call them and ask them and tell them that you're coming? Mm-hmm. He goes, no, I got some job, job, you know, I have some job to check out. And I'm just going to surprise him. I'm going to be in and out. And I just need you to drop me off at the train station at 2 o'clock in the morning. I go, okay. All right, sure. Mm-hmm. I did that, and I didn't even go back to work yet, and he was back home. I mean, huh. I went, and I was coming in my bedroom, and sitting there, and I didn't, it scared me, like, to a high mom, I'm like, oh, what the heck? I just wow. you up. <laughs> I go, what's wrong? What, how did it go? He goes, oh, you were right, mom. I should have called, I should have told them, prepared them, and I, and I go, and you kind of got tweaked out, huh? Well, if they said I looked bad and stuff, I go, well, don't believe them anyway. When did that happen? What? When did that happen? That happened near, near, probably in August. All right, so not long before he went missing. Right. Yeah, that he went missing date, in September. That did it. That broke, I mean, that was the last. Okay. Did, do you think that he actually went to California, or do you think that was just a story? No, I think, no, he went to California. Okay. I saw him on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, the family was, my daughter called me. My, my, my other son called me. Yeah. His friend, the teacher lady called me. Like, how come you sending him over here? I go, I'm not sending him over anywhere. Okay. All right, you know, so he did do home. that. All right, so he did do that. Just making sure. One more thing. So he has, uh, yeah, seemingly uh, kind of sporadic behavior. Yes, you know, uh, spur of the moment decisions, uh, things going on here. One thing I do have to ask you, uh, once again, before we get into that day of his disappearance, why did he have three phones? I don't know. Um, well, he had nicer phones, and then he upgraded once to get, you know, just a normal upgrade. Yeah. But then he could afford his expensive phone, so he got a cheaper phone. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. They weren't all working. Okay. But, you know, when people are like a year, yeah. in a year you upgrade, I don't you can. I don't do that. But, I mean, because I, he wasn't working regularly to afford mm-hmm. an $80 phone or whatever it was. You know, because he was not trying to get 
tried to work a couple of things and he just quit it and quit it and he was out of money. And um, my mom was kind of like concerned about um, himself bad, but he was just not getting it. He was eating nonstop, just like sitting, eating, exercising, and mm. nothing else. And um, just more to eat. Yeah, <laughs> so, I bet. Huh. Yeah, eat so you out of house and home. Yes, yes, yes. Like mm. any own boy, man. Yeah. All right, yeah. so, so what you're saying is the, the reason he had three phones is because he had had a phone, he got an upgrade, and got to keep the other one. Yeah. All right, but and that just kind of happened, and I have to say that's uh, kind of the way with me. I'm sure I have two of my older cell phones around here somewhere, too. But he did have, but he had three of them, but only one was working. I believe so, but I'm not certain. I mean, even if you don't have service, if you have Wi-Fi, you can still yeah. end up on each phone. Sure. So I and he, I'm sure he's very calculated. I mean, he doesn't let people know. I mean, he, he was yeah, like, very oh. secretive, like you said. And you know what? That's another thing. I get mad. I get so mad. It's like, you know what? He didn't care. He walked away. He didn't care about what, yeah. how you guys are gonna feel, how hurt you will, how worried you are gonna be. And I'm sure he didn't expect to get caught up in anything or just disappear. Things yeah. happen in the world. But I mean, I should, I should, I go, I should take the same attitude. Like, oh well, I, I don't care. He did it to himself. I'm gonna get over it. But mm. I just, no, of course not. I like that. I could do that if it wasn't my son. Right. I get it. Let's move to that day. So he has all these things going on, and uh, for that day uh, of the disappearance, and that is September first, twenty nineteen. We have to establish that you were not in town that at that point. You were at this job that you've already talked about, out of town? Yes. Okay. All right, and um, so what is the story? It was actually your parents, his grandparents, that, that said they saw him walk off. What, what did they say? My mom um, actually watched him walk, you know, like she does all the time. Mm -hmm. She's uh, 93, and it was early in the morning. Just had a backpack and, you know, like, not any, like, suitcases or anything. And she just thought, oh, she can go for a hike or, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But she, after the fact, she, I mean, how long is it do you, because he's been gone. He's been known to go yeah. to stay for a week. And he's been known to not call us right. and, until later. So, it's, I mean, I think my mom, I, she called me, like, three days, four days, five days later. Like five days, and she, Jordan hasn't been home for five days. I go, well, that's not too, you know. Not too crazy. Suspicious, so yeah. let me give you know, a couple more days. You know, you've been calling your phone. Yes, I've been calling your phone, texting him. I go, that makes it worse. Don't stop doing that. Cause it's, and then, um, so another week went by, and she was still not. And then, um, I go, well, then maybe you should call person or report something or ask around or and I go and I came home, you know, in between my three days and but my patient lady literally she died on the twenty fifth. Oh my and um I was back by the by the twenty eighth. Mm -hmm. And um she had she, my mom didn't report she didn't file the report till like the thirtieth. So almost a month later. I think so. Okay. I know. It's 
kind of it feels kind of weird saying that that, that maybe we that, should have done it sooner. But he is thirty years old. That's right. I, I agree. And he had a tendency to go off on by himself for days at a time. Yeah. Like a big boy, like a big man that he can. So. Okay. Let me just ask you a few questions. Being that she saw him walk off, did he say anything to her before he left the house? Did he say he'd be right oh, back? No. no, 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 no. She, she just saw him walking, mm-hmm. leaving, leaving the house. Yeah. So she just saw his back, and he didn't know she was there. She, she, All right, she so, didn't tell. I didn't know this information until way later. Okay. And um, actually, she said it when the, the detectives were here. And she goes, he goes, why didn't your mom tell us that? And she was standing right there. I go, maybe because she feels so guilty that, you know, she, mm-hmm. she's the last person that saw him. Mm-hmm. And she could have done something if she would have, could have, should have, and thought mm-hmm. about what was happening. You know, no one knows the future. And I'm sure it eats at her, and she feels bad, so she didn't say anything. I guess what I'm saying, Anita, is that, it, you know, she's, uh, so what you're saying is it wasn't like she was sitting at the kitchen table and, he no. walked into the room and walked out the door. It was like she she already she, she didn't see him until she, he was already outside. Right. right okay. Walking, All right. Like, and he was walking once again for the listeners. I'm going to diagram this. He was headed toward Highway 93. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and that's a highway I know very well. And then, yeah. as you've already explained, she was thinking, ah, "I'll be back." And then, even after a few days, well, this is what he does. And it wasn't until the end of September that everybody started thinking, well, this is really, really strange. Yeah, especially when um, his brother didn't hear from him because mm-hmm. they always, they always speak, they always call each other. And for him not to call his brother was, yeah. I mean, that just alone, that thought in my head was like, there's something wrong. Of course. Because I know that he was hurt, Jordan was hurt, because when he got back from, he was telling me when he got back from California, he goes, Anthony didn't even pick me up from the from the st- train station or anything, and everyone was just against me. I'm like, well, did you tell? Are you sure you told them? And then when I talked to Anthony later, he goes, I never even knew. Well, okay. But, you know, but yeah, I was concerned, and uh, we did. She filed it, and they came out, and they did a report, and uh, mm. nothing really happened until there was a. Uh, human remains of a body, and um, for six months, nothing. Yeah. You know, and I, right. we kept in contact, and we did everything we we could, and we're supposed to. I mean, that we're in our means, and mm-hmm. uh, the whole family got together, and we were really, really, really concerned. You said that uh, you said that were rema- Of course, they were not Jordans, but you said remains were found in that around that time, six months later. Six months later. Where where were those ones found? If you know, where were they found? Do you know? Um, they were found more so over Estrella. Yeah. That's up towards yep that way. I know where that is. Sure. I go well. That that's a long shot. Yeah. My sister was like, "You need to call them." I go, "Come on, don't mm-hmm. call me." And they go, "No, you need to call them." I'm like, "Okay." So I called them, and it's way out of Estrella. I go, "I don't know how he would have got that way." I mean. Mm-hmm. But anything's possible, and um, okay. Well, I'll ask you this: being that he had, uh, being that he had these three phones, and we'll get into the phones uh, here in a moment. But he had yeah. at least one of those phones, or the working phone with him. Did anybody try to call him? 
try to text them and, and any Absolutely. answer, any go to straight to voicemail, anything. What do you know about that? It went straight to voicemail. He never responded to texts. And that's not like, that's not unlike him either. Because no. he will ignore you. He will not answer. <laughs> He's a very impolite person sometimes and uh-huh. doesn't think about other people's feelings when we're worried. Yeah. However, He's all, he always talks to his brother. So that was the that was the big thing for you. It wasn't so much that he might not have called you back or his grandmother back. It was that he hadn't talked to his brother was the main concern. Yep. Okay. And we all knew it. Okay. Now, what was uh, missing? Um, we're going to get into this backpack in a little bit, but what were all of the things missing besides Jordan? What what else was missing? Hardly anything. I mean, mm-hmm. he left things that. I knew he wasn't going to be gone for long because mm-hmm. he would have took it. Okay. You know, like, I, unless, he, unless, and this stuff too, unless he went out there just to kill himself, then sure, mm-hmm. I get it. Then we did go, you know, you know, we did some flyers and we got some people, uh, all of us got together and climbed the mountain, attempted it, and yeah. um, out of 12 people, three people made it up and over. Three people made it to the mountain, and mm-hmm. that other, all the other ones went back. It was a hard thing to yeah, do. It's tough. But, I mean, it made me feel better. I knew mm-hmm. chances were. I mean, even if he was up there, we're not going to find him. It's a big it's, mountain. It's a really desolate area, a lot of square miles up there, rough terrain. You're right. I've, I've, I haven't been up in there, but I've seen it from afar. It's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, I just knew that. Uh, it wasn't, it was more monumental thing mm-hmm. to do than anything, but I'm thankful that mm-hmm. I had friends that helped me out. Sure. Did he take his, uh, ID with him? He did. He take, he took his wallet, his wallet was there, and he had mm-hmm. a couple IDs, actually. He had a California ID, and he had a, I think he had Washington, and I think he had three. Washington. Wow. I don't know how he did that because one, maybe one was <laughs> an ID, maybe one was a driver's license. I'm not sure, but every card was in his wallet. All right, and they were all gone with him. They 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 haven't been found either. No, they weren't. They found the backpack. Uh, all right, okay, well, okay, we'll get we'll get to the backpack in a moment. Okay, so at the time though, before the backpack, we'll just give it away. The backpack was found. Um, those items were missing. Uh, they, they, uh, uh, what I'm asking you is when he went missing right there in September of 2019, what else was missing? I realize some of these things were found later, but what actually went missing with him in September? What did he take with him? Oh, uh, what he had on, mm-hmm. um, some papers, probably about the mm-hmm. baby or whatever, um, okay. um, he had his wallet, he had, that's about it, I mean, he didn't yeah. have anything but for like a day, like a, I mean, I'm sure he, I, I didn't get to see exactly yeah. what he had in his backpack because mm. they wouldn't let me, like, they didn't spread it around for me to look, they said, look in this box and you can't touch anything and, mm-hmm. and then that's it. And I was like, oh man, that's cool, that's cool, like, what? What can I do with that? I mean, they don't get it that if I would have went there and saw things, I might have figured it out. Maybe. But 
the one thing that really hurts my heart is that they found rocks. All right, well, well, before we get into that, Anita, let me set this up a little bit. So what you're saying is, is that he went missing and he had this backpack, he had his wallet, he had this ID, he had these papers, once again, going back to this woman from Washington who seemingly was pregnant with his child. And um, so he goes missing, but then what you're saying is at some later point, that backpack was found, correct? Correct. All right, and... The police would not give you an exact idea where it was found, would they? Well, no, they wouldn't. They were very, being very vague. They said they wouldn't even tell me who actually found it. Huh. I found out later that it was a rancher. And okay. I know, and they said that it was, they could see the highway from where the backpack was. Mm. And so wasn't that in? And was it in the direction that your mother saw him walking that day, or was it in some other direction? No, it'd be in the same direction. It was in the same direction. Yes. I mean, going, I mean, obviously he did go to the mountains because we went up there and, you know, mm. it was just, it didn't seem likely. And then when they found the backpack over there, I mean, mm. I would have thought he would have went to Vegas myself. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, but I, I have to ask you, being that these searches were done, at least some people went up there, uh, how, uh, how did, if it was in the general same direction that he was walking, how do you think the searchers missed this backpack for, uh, you know, this backpack, my understanding, it was out there for a year. How do you think that this backpack got missed? I don't think it was there. I think it, I mean, I don't think it was just, because it didn't look like it was a year old. Oh, it didn't. In my, not in my eyes. I mean, mm -hmm. the backpack was a little, like, sun, like, like faded, mm -hmm. but it was all in one piece. All the papers were there. All his stuff was there. Mm -hmm. A bottle of his vodka was there. All this stuff was here a year later. Okay. I don't understand. I mean, we have wind. We have rain. We yeah, have, I know. Yeah. It just doesn't make, I mean, it doesn't make it. And then after that, I won't go on because then there was like two more bot I mean, two more fires out that way, a fire, and then another person found in a house deceased. Hmm. <sighs> All right. But, so what you're saying, uh, Anita, is to kind of simplify this: is your opinion is that that backpack is found sometime in 2020, and in your opinion, it did not look like it had been out there for a year. Well, I mean, if it did, it was. In shade, or mm -hmm. and not a lot of wind to blow things around, and yeah, and um, wasn't faded. That I mean, that Arizona, it, Las, it, you know, it, Las Vegas sun will fade anything. Faded, but it was a state issued um, military backpack, kind of semi camouflaged that yeah. his brother gave him, and um, I don't know. I just. It, I can't say I can't say anything because I don't know, but I know mm. he will fight for that backpack. He was not gonna just like, oh, I lost my backpack and keep walking unless he was like mm. dehydrated or drunk or not thinking right or totally lost his mind because he thought he was gonna be a dad and he didn't. It wasn't. I mean, people snap. 
That's all these things. Sure. But I know that. I, 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 uh, we have to point out something that you kind of glossed over. You did say that an empty bottle of vodka was in there. That's right. Uh, we, yeah, did you know that. him? Did you know him to drink that? I know. I asked the officer. I go. Well, he goes. Well, we found an empty bottle of vodka. I go. What was it? High end? Because he doesn't <laughs> drink anything but high end. Okay. I mean, he won't. And I'm like, and he goes, well, I don't know. I go, well, okay. But I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Whatever, I mean, Jordan was in a state of something that was beyond himself yeah. to be just, you know, wandering in the... Well, we don't want to, We, you know, we try not to speculate too much on these interviews yeah. in the end. So I, I think the listeners get the idea of what you're saying. Thank you. You know that you know that you know that he that he goes out. You know we don't want to get too much into the theories here, but he goes walking off. We know that it's September. We know that it's hot. We know that this area is dangerous, and it's very possible that he did walk off. Although we're going to touch upon a couple other things that maybe make us go in a different direction. All we're trying to establish is that he walks off, and then a year later, even though some searches had been done, this backpack kind of appears, you know, out of nowhere. Searches that yeah. by, by the detectives and their, yeah. their crew. Okay. So. All right. But somebody, a, a rancher, finds it. And on, on top of everything else, we don't know why this rancher would not find it for a year. If it's on his property, it's cattle out there, how was it that if that backpack was there from approximately the time that Jordan went missing, that how did this rancher miss it all that time? We don't know, do we? Yeah, we don't. Maybe he just moved in recently. Could be. And could be. I, I didn't even know it was a rancher until I went into, um, they let me come in and see his backpack. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, I think it was a rancher, right? I go, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That other detective didn't tell me anything. He wouldn't tell me anything. Not even, we're still investigating. We don't need you up there. We don't need any interference right now. And we'll get back to you. Okay. okay. Now, you said something uh, uh, just for a few seconds before, a few minutes ago. That there were rocks found in the backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How many? Well, how how big? How many? Uh, I don't know exactly because again, they're probably at the bottom of the box. The box is quite mm. large box, mm. not too large, but I mean large enough for things to be on the bottom, and I can't see what's on the bottom. Okay. And I couldn't like move stuff, and of course I was crying, yeah. and I had a person yeah. help me and like sure. take pictures, but. It's just a box with papers on top, basically, in the backpack. You can see the backpack. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I didn't want to be, I want to be that person that goes in there and says, no, 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 no. Do this, do that, and, you know, and have legit reasons for them to do it. But I was just like, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So okay. I let it go. And then they went out again the second time, and they still didn't find anything. They kept finding little things and calling it like, did he wear boxes, these kind of underwear, or mm. did he wear these kind of shoes, or did he? And it's just weird because uh, my sister, my brother-in-law, and I went out like towards that direction. I got the, I got enough information to generally know like five blocks from the, you know, five miles up from where I live. Okay. And um, Shannon, my sister found a pair of pants. And, you know, in the dirt, I mean, things happen. Clothes disappear, shoes appear, you know, like, 
that's not on that uncommon for them to fight. No, it's not. No, it's true. The wind blows. Who knows? Uh, you know the you know they get those you know dust devils out there. I've seen them out there in the desert. They could go by, get somebody's laundry, and just throw everything right out, you know, all through across the desert. That's true. That's true. I've seen them. I've seen that happen. All right. Um, was was one of his other phones left in the bag as well in the backpack? Yes. Okay. So I had I had he had left the phone behind, and he mm. had two phones, and then uh, one. Mm. His his most recent phone was. Used yeah. To, yeah. Let's. Uh, not, well, I'll get. We're gonna set that up in a second. I'll get yeah, to that in a moment. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. that's fine. Okay, I want to ask you this though. You said that amongst these items in the pack were back were the, the backpack were these papers regarding this woman in Washington. What does that mean? What were these papers? What What was that? Well, I know that he had a folder, you know, of the pregnancy test when he, you know, mm. when he was there with her. Yeah. And um, whatever mail he might have had or papers that he, you know, they lived together for a minute. Mm-hmm. So I'm just being just general. Okay. Her business and his business. Yeah. And um, I actually did see the pregnancy test results on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And um, he said he was there when it happened. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, to your not all right. So maybe he's carrying that in the backpack. It's weighing on his mind. Maybe that's why he carries it around. I have to admit, it's, it seems a little strange to carry it around in a backpack, but we don't know where he was going. Of course, we don't even know what happened to him, but that, that paperwork was in the backpack, along with one of the phones, his IDs, his wallet, and no. what? Two of his phones. Two of his phones. Okay, two of his phones. And then um, his uh, these rocks were in this backpack, a, a a strange array of items were in this backpack, yeah. I guess is what I would say. Okay. Uh, to, your, to your knowledge, did this woman actually have this baby or not? Um, apparently, according to detective, um, a detective here from Kingman, mm-hmm. I was able to speak to her, and um, I said, you know, he told me all this stuff, like, and you believe her? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. You don't even know her, you know, like, how do you just take her word? And you go, mm-hmm. well, because what she's saying and what you're saying is pretty similar, but mm-hmm. she knows she has more details. I go, well. Anita, is there any proof that this woman ever actually had this baby that Jordan was so worried about? No, not that I know of. Okay. Even though the, and you, like you said, the, the detective looked into this. And what did he or she find? Well, I just don't believe. I mean, the second was really like giving me a hard time about the name of the city or whatever island it was in Washington. And so that don't even sound like it's a real city. I'm like, sir, I am sure this is correct. And um, and then I called, you know, and made, and made it happen, and called back and go, oh, I did it, and he's, you know, in his place, and. I just want to make sure that you knew that I knew mm-hmm. that I gave you the right stuff. And then when he comes back to me and says, well, she said no baby and that Jordan never came back until, you know, since he left that, okay. that, that time. 
All right, so there is a possibility. Once again, you're not there. In fact, you don't even know this woman's name, but you knew that your yeah, but you know that your your son was concerned about her. She might have had the baby. She might not have. We're we're just you know, it's all really still up in the air. All we know is Jordan seemed very concerned about it. Well, Jordan wanted you know, like this was his first baby. His son, yeah. his brother already has two babies, and he doesn't have one. And mm-hmm. you know, he was like, two weeks later, he kicks him out and still mm-hmm. the drug, you know, and just it makes things happen for him to go away. Why? Yeah. That would bother me too. I go, but I tried. Like son, women do that. She was a stripper. You gotta remember that she's young. She's mm-hmm. on drugs. You gotta remember that. People do weird things yeah. for no reason. Yep. And that's that's a lot of reasons for her to be weird. Okay. And Jordan, you don't like weird people. I told him that, like, mm-hmm. I really like her. Like, no, you didn't. That's a drug talking. Or something. You know, because mm-hmm. he, he said that she's on cocaine. And oh that's what gets her through her, her, her job. Yeah. And so, I don't know how much he gets or takes, but I just know that he used to be no drugs, made fun of people that did drugs, that thought less than people that did drugs, including myself. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an angel, and I, you know, I am not without. But, you know, I, I just say, Jordan, don't be so judgmental, because you don't know what happens down the road. Yeah. And there he was. So he said, nope, not me, Mom. I watch, watch, you'll see. I won't even... All right, let's move on probably uh, to the, the most confusing part. I think everything to this point, of course, this is very sad. We, of course, want Jordan to be found uh, today, of course, alive somewhere. But probably the most perplexing part about this disappearance, though, happened later. And why don't you talk about this text that your your mother, Jordan's grandmother, got sometime after. Do you remember when this was in 2020, um, why don't you tell the listeners about that? Um, I believe it was, like, not, like, maybe within five months of the backpack okay. finding. And um, his, his phone, his current phone, was texting my mom. And my mom has a little, like, an old phone with a little tiny button. So I'm like, Mom, are you sure it's him? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. do you still have his number in there? And she goes, yeah, it's like, Nana, and, you know, I'm here in uh, New York, and um, I'm uh, gonna, and he was speaking like, I'm uh, gonna do stuff, and she thought that I'm here in um, New York City with a girl named Ima. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm like, Mom, no, this isn't Jordan. Jordan, that's I'm a girl that's, I'm a gonna do something. Mm-hmm. And he was asking for money and a, a stuff to get her. You know, he got there, he was doing good, and now he needs to come home. And she goes, absolutely, just call me. You gotta call me. Mm-hmm. You gotta tell me where you're at. You gotta, I gotta hear your voice. I gotta yeah. know. And I'm like, that's good that you said that. But the second call, she's like, too anxious. And she's like, well, you have to call first. I'm not going to send you to any money. Or, so you just breaking my heart and, you know, try to. And I, I go, Mom, you know this person isn't him. He never would speak like that. And mm. she goes, I know, I know. I was just hoping that maybe he would find a sense of moral 
And I go, no, it's not going to happen. And he stops calling. Because, so when you say calling, not, you mean you mean you don't mean calling, you mean texting. Texting, yes. Okay, texting. we mean texting. All right. And I have no idea how or when anyone would have got that mm-hmm. that phone from his backpack when it was here mm-hmm. in Golden Alley. Mm-hmm. You know, six months before. All right, so what you're saying is that, just to make this clear for the listeners, is that the phone that had that number had already been gotten. Right. But somebody was texting from that number to your to your mother. I believe it's the people that were involved. Just, you know, oh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Uh, yeah, well, let's not get into that. All I'm asking you, Anita, is this text that your mother got was from a number that Jordan used at one time. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe they're just testing the water. Maybe well, we just we just don't know. All all we know the factual the facts are that this is a number that um, that Jordan had for one of his phones, one of his phones that was already found. Correct. Correct. All right, and so. Oh some... wait, no, 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 no. That phone was not found. Oh, okay. All that right. Phone Three phones. One was here, one was on him, mm-hmm. and one was missing, and uh, someone was using it. All right, and that phone is still missing to this day. Yes. All right. So coincidentally, I guess we might say the number to the phone that is still missing. Somebody was texting from that number to your mother, trying to get right. money. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know how. How would they know if he's missing? That's right. I agree. I I agree. I I think that's Anita. I think you've asked a very, very good question. How would somebody know that Jordan was missing? What are the odds that somebody would be using a missing person's phone number to text his to text his grandmother, try to get money? Absolutely. So that makes me feel a little like kind of better that maybe. Just a little more closer to what yeah. really happened, and a, a logical answer, and maybe a lead to where whatever mm. I think remains or whatever. But did you uh, did you tell the police about this? Yes. And what did they, they say? They said, "Well, I'm traceable," and they said they were calling from New York. I go, "Yeah, but they said um, they're mm. obviously lying about everything." So. Mm. They didn't really. They didn't really investigate that any further. Okay. But they were aware of the phone. I mean. Okay, so that phone's missing, and then from that phone, for, from the number to that phone, um, this this text comes saying he's in New York and he needs money. Yep. And as soon as you're. Uh, your mother, his grandmother, wanted to say, "Well, call me. I want to hear your voice and everything." That's when it stopped. Yeah, she's like, uh, "Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to send you money unless you call me." Okay, I, I, I think you. I think that's a good idea. That's when that's yeah. when they said, "Okay, digs up." <laughs> so okay. But I wish I could have known that. Even if they did track the phone, they would have never been able to find out. I understand how. It's hard to track cell phones and people mm. that steal cell phones. It's just never mm. ending. Well, the uh, you know the other thing we 
even if we were to say, you know, once again, just doing a little theorizing here is we often know that, you know, I've had the same cell phone number since 2003, but many people, if they change companies, if they change locations, they, they get a new phone number. Well, that phone number does end up going to somebody else usually. Some, you know, right. goes from, from John Smith to Harry Brown. And that's yeah. and that's that makes a lot of sense. That's very possible. That's that's very common. The the tough part to understand is why then if somebody did get Jordan's phone number that they're trying to scam your mother. That's the they hard part. They're trying to. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, they the wouldn't and then they probably wouldn't know that either. That's right. They wouldn't know that it was probably Jordan's before a missing person. So yeah, it's a little hard to understand. And oh, after six months of the initial. Um, um, missing person report. Yeah. Uh, uh, a little, I don't know, some, somebody young from the police department and questioned me, like, has anyone heard from him? Is he still missing? Nobody, you know, what's your, I go, nope, same thing. And he goes, well, I heard you guys, I heard that you said something about Washington, and that to me says that he's not missing, that he's in Washington. You know he's in Washington. Oh. I don't know, sir. I told him that, mm-hmm. and just some place he might have been, because he was there before. Yeah. And he goes, well, I think that's kind of like, he's not missing then. I go, um, I don't know how to argue with that, because that's just like normal information. You give all the information you have, and they go on it, and it could be anywhere. But for you, and he goes, oh, I'm, I need to talk to my, my boss and see, you know, even be on the missing persons list anymore. Well, you know, Anita, I think your point, you may not know this, but I certainly know this. So what you're pointing out there is you have to remember that police departments are always looking to close missing persons cases with the flimsiest of evidence. You have to remember that, and that's something you have to continue. Being that uh, Jordan's disappearance is, in, is kind of fairly new, you have to remember they're always looking for reasons to close a missing persons case. Don't let them do that. Do not let them do that because that's essentially what they're trying to do to you. They're trying to say, oh, did you say he's in Washington? Okay, I guess we can tie this up then. That's what they're trying to do. Don't let them do that. Well, after that, that's when the body showed up over here with the Mm. remains and the detective came the next day and Mm -hmm. did everything. Oh, I even got my my DNA. So, everything. Okay. Which was very helpful and nice. And they did a really good job considering what they have to do and how many things they have to do a day. They were polite and nice, and I was just praising them in every way I can just to make sure that they remembered me and yeah. they remember my son. Yeah, well, that's what you have to continue to do. But, you know, don't let them walk all over you either. You know, you be nice but firm. You'd always say thank you and please. But be firm with them and don't let them, you know, try to close this case because you just happen to stay Washington or any other state or city yeah. or anything, you know, Las Vegas, you know, don't let them do it. Don't let that happen. Yeah, um, I kind of did for a minute, but then yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> and yeah. I told the detective, well, he told me that I, he's going to take it mob and they go, what? That doesn't make sense. I go, well, lots of things don't make sense, sir, mm. but it happens. And um, they kicked, I mean, they went out there twice. To search and search and search and uh, all the stuff and nobody. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, what? What? I now, should. I, mean, I should have asked you. What police department is this? 
Oh, Kingman. Kingman, Arizona. Okay. Yep. Okay, yep. so the same as Tyler Stites's. Okay. Um, and we don't even have, oh, because it's got to be Kingman because we don't have, we are lawless. Here, <laughs> Dolan, Chloride, all of those. I've been to all those places. Town yeah, I know those are places. Are so lawless, and the Dolan Springs people drop bodies there. They don't even blink. Like, oh, there's another dead body. Mm. Yeah, it is a little lawless up there in uh, northwest Arizona. A little bit. A little, little bit. A little, little bit. Okay. Uh, I, I asked this of any uh, family member who's been on the program, Anita. I, how tough has the last two plus years been? So, like, I want to just, like, I just don't even, I can't even think. I don't have the words. I don't. Mm -hmm. I just want to say I'm okay and I, yeah. that I'm not. And I wanted to just stop, like, worrying and my heart start stop breaking. Yeah. But it don't. And I want to stop crying. Like, one day, and then I cry the next day. But, you know, it's just been a little, when things come up in your life, like, you have to carry on. You have to keep going. And I wasn't, I wasn't doing that until, like, something major in my life made me, mm -hmm. oh, I have to get a job, or, oh, I have to pay ticket, oh, you know, like, things like that, that I've been very, very consumed. Yeah. And it's, I, I want to stop. Mm -hmm. I, I can't even stand my own self for, for acting like a big crybaby. But yeah. it's my son, and I'm the only one that's here to look for him. Yeah. And I, it should never happen. But he's such a jerk face. <laughs> and I call him a jerk face. <laughs> and I mm. feel like that's just my little, why didn't you tell us? Why did you, why'd you do this? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, everyone has a reason, and I'm sure that he's sorry. Yeah. And if he's not sorry, I will make him sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh do you have a yeah it's uh and you should know that that's you know what most of the people have said that have been on found not knowing you know being not confused like, of, yeah and confused on why everything happened yeah i deserve it yeah i say i deserve it because you know i just didn't take with it like mom if you would have always took me with you when you mm. you know Because of what happened back in the early 2000s. I, yeah, because I, mm -hmm. his dad left me and then I had, you know, circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, things are things. Yeah. But he, he was really, he was really mean to me. And he was mean to me. And then now I laugh about it. Like, uh oh, you know, I try to find the good things and the bad things and so I cut out like a little mm -hmm. even. Not crying too much, not being too happy, not thinking. I'm overthinking myself constantly and not knowing which direction to go or what I should be doing, but I should be doing more. And um, mm -hmm. I just don't have the means to, like, hire my own person to dig up holes. It's, it's the, everybody, Anita, everybody has that problem. It doesn't matter what uh, class you're in or how much money or anything else. It's, it's usually quite difficult to do that. It, it, you know, I'm not saying it's not important. It is, but it's difficult to arrange it. Yeah. 
I've been looking in the storm tunnels myself under the freeway. Mm. I don't know. I just have a feeling because I don't know why. And I know mm. it's probably just, I can't be that in tune with him. Like, to, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, no, I just, I just always you do what you can. I, I, yeah, I've stopped a million times up this highway and got out myself or with somebody, or and we've been under this freeway, this highway. Yeah, ninety three, highway ninety three. Uh, yeah, the tunnels are little. They, they start out big and then they get real little, and you have to be like. <laughs> yeah. Oh. How has this affected uh, your your parents, his grandparents? My mom's broken. My mom thinks it's her fault. Oh. Because she I saw mean, him that day? Well, yeah, and that, and plus she told him that he has to get a job or get on some assistance to, you know, pay for his food. Because, you know, we're... Yeah. No one's rich here, and yeah. he could at least do that. And he's like, oh, I'm too proud of what I'm like. Jordan, get a job or go get assistance. So, so she, so she uh, has some guilt there. Yes, lots of guilt okay. and over food. That's so ridiculous to make my mom feel, you know, feel worse than she could ever feel just because you walked away. But because of food, that's just not even right. We have food. We have tons of food. My mom goes to every cake sale here from Laughlin. I don't care, you know. It was just the point that he was just like, he needed to get up and do something. And I told my mom to be a little rough with him and do it. And if I was there, I don't know. But anyways, I wasn't, and she did, and he said he did, and he did it. And then he left that day, September 1st. Do you have a Facebook page, anything set up for Jordanies? Well, give it to the listeners. What's the name? Uh, Give it to the listeners right now. All right, so that's your uh, email if anybody has any information. I want to thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, well, you're and, very um, welcome. I hope that I can continue being like one of your followers forever. Yeah. And whatever you need me to do <laughs> for whatever reason, you got me. Well, okay. I think it's going to probably, I, I would like <laughs> it to be more of the opposite. I want to know what I can do for you, Anita. Uh-huh. You know, all right? Because. Um, you know, we're going to be friends for a long time. This is just the beginning of us knowing each other, okay? Uh, even if Jordan were to be found alive today, you and I are going to continue to be friends, okay? I'm so glad. Thank you. Okay. And I appreciate you being on this episode of Unfound. Thank you. You're welcome. And that was my January 3rd, 2022 interview with Anita Stevens mother of Jordan Carvalho. I thank her for joining me and all of you on this episode. I also need to thank her friend, Kara, who put me in touch with Anita. 
I mentioned in the interview that I would be doing a video concerning the important locations for Jordan's case. It is now available for viewing on the Unfound podcast channel on YouTube. Please watch it and give it a thumbs up. There is so much about Jordan's disappearance that seems straightforward. He was in new surroundings, he was shy, he was distraught over the woman and alleged child in Washington. He was known to do drugs once in a while. He often left for days at a time, allegedly hiking in the mountains. All of this paints a picture that Jordan could have harmed himself, or the weather overwhelmed him, or an accident occurred. All viable theories, all logical, all seemingly could fit the facts as we know them about two and a half years later. We have at least one solved precedent from Unfound's own catalog. Crystal Morrison, who died from the elements in North Carolina. She walked off and never came back. Then she was found by accident many years later. The problem is we have too many disappearances that seem like Jordan's that are unsolved. Thus, we can't learn anything from their resolutions. Chris Sanders, Dal Phillips... Renee LaManna, and many, many others. In addition, the general category of walk-offs can be misleading, depending on the witnesses or lack thereof. It very well could be that the missing person didn't actually walk off at all, and that a witness is lying. However, that's surely not the situation with Jordan's case. Yet, just because Jordan's grandmother saw him walk off, does not mean foul play could not have occurred. And that brings us to that text from Jordan's phone. It is surely the monkey wrench that prevents us from quickly coming to a solid theory. To make sure all of you understand what happened, Jordan had three phones. One was left at home. One was found in his backpack when it was discovered. And the third phone is still missing and the text came from the number connected to that phone. You may ask, is it possible it was some kind of scam? Absolutely. You all know how scams are prevalent in the missing persons community. However, for that to be the situation with Jordan's phone, other than someone actually having his missing phone, it would mean someone found out about Jordan's disappearance. That person then figured out the number to Jordan's missing phone. Then somehow someone programmed his or her own phone to display that number. All in an effort to get money from Jordan's family. Is it possible? It is. But wow, that seems like going through a lot of work on something that has very slim odds of working. And as Anita stated... Her family didn't fall for it. In addition, although I've heard about a lot of different types of scams over the past five years, I've not heard of one such as this. So despite Jordan's disappearance being somewhat common given the facts, it may not be. And there may be a lot more to it than just one more thing. I'll leave the theorizing up to you. 
And that's the program. If you found it informative, please go to the app that you use to listen to Unfound and give this podcast a nice review. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Denzel, and you've been listening to Unfound.